Welcome to Spoken Web Shortcuts. Each month on alternate fortnights, that's every second week following the monthly Spoken Web podcast episode, join me, Hannah McGregor, and our mini-sode host and curator, Catherine McLeod, for Spoken Web's Shortcuts mini-series. We'll share with you specially curated audio clips from deep in the Spoken Web archives to ask, what does it mean to cut and splice digitally? What kinds of new stories and audio criticism can be produced through these short archival clips? An extension of the Shortcuts blog posts on Spoken Web Blog, this series brings Catherine's favorite audio clips each month to the Spoken Web podcast feed. So if you love what you hear, make sure to head over to spokenweb.ca for more. Without further ado, here is Catherine McLeod with Spoken Web Shortcuts, mini stories about how literature sounds. Welcome to Shortcuts, a monthly mini-sode in which we listen closely and carefully to a shortcut from the Spoken Web archives. Our last mini-sode ended up being the most interactive so far. It was a collaborative listening that ended in a conversation, trying to figure out what was happening in a confusing moment in archival listening. It was one of those moments that you wish you could go back and talk about, and that's just what we did. We'll be doing more of that in future shortcuts. What kinds of moments might we be revisiting? One of Spoken Web's audio collections held by Simon Fraser University is called the Gary Gilbert Radio Free Rainforest Collection. It's a series of recordings of a radio program called Radio Free Rainforest that was produced by Gilbert in the 1980s. Coming up in future minisodes, we'll dive into that audio collection, especially to talk about some of the spaces where the recordings took place. One reading happens on a bus. Yes, it was recorded on a bus traveling through Vancouver's downtown streets. Another recording has Dion Brand and Lee Miracle reading and talking together on a panel. But where did the panel take place? And what was it like to hear this panel on the radio? We'll try to figure all of this out. Plus, we've been diving into audio collections from the past, but coming up, we'll be listening to recordings of literary events that took place much more recently. That's what we'll be listening to next month. Subscribe to the Spoken Web podcast if you haven't already to stay tuned for that along with, of course, the full episodes of the podcast that come out on the first Monday of each month. This month, it is April, the month of poetry. The audio that we'll be listening to is a poem by Canadian poet Phyllis Webb. It is, in fact, a series of poems from Naked Poems, poems that open up space and leave room for the listener to listen, to listen quietly, or to fill up that space with their listening. The space is audible in her reading of the poems, and it is visible on the page, as Webb comments on when she introduces Naked Poems to her Montreal audience in 1966. I want to move on now to my latest book, which is called Naked Poems, in which one of your local critics, or at least he wrote for the Montreal Star at this particular point, exclaimed of the price because there were so few words in the book. It's 225. Uh, these poems um, are very small and therefore very expensive and 
uh, and came at a bit of price, I may say, to me. Uh, they came quite as a surprise. I didn't know what I was doing when I wrote them. The first 14 or so, I thought, my goodness, what are these little things doing here? And I couldn't quite take them seriously. And then I began to see the order that really was intrinsic in them and realized that here was something uh, almost a new form for me to work on. And it's very bare, naked, undecorated. And I wanted to get rid of all my affectations. And so I decided to, uh, to write, oh, a couple of hundred of them. And I wrote about a hundred and then got hung up on a technical problem. And finally, reduced them to, I don't know, 40 or so that are in this book. So this is a distillation, let's say. I'm going to read the first 14, which comprise a total poem. In a sense, the whole book is a poem. And then I'll read uh, a few more, as long as my voice and your patience will hold out. In that clip, we hear that Naked Poems has been recently published. It's an example of hearing time in the archives, coming back to a theme running throughout this season. As for how we can hear time in this minisode, and in the archive of podcasts it is creating, we can think of this month of April, and what this time brings to our listening to Webb's poem, and to Webb herself. April is the month of Webb's birthday. And I hope that the sound of this mini-sode travels through the airwaves to her on Salt Spring Island in British Columbia. I was able to meet with her there a couple years ago while working on articles about her poetry, and she graciously made time for a visit. I had hoped to meet again soon, but the sound of this mini-sode may make it there first before I can travel from Montreal to B.C. And so it is with this spirit of sending the sound across from Montreal to Salt Spring Island, that I cut the audio of this shortcuts and make it into a gift, crafted with deep respect and gratitude for your art, Phyllis Webb. Let's now hear Webb read from Naked Poems. The reading was recorded in 1966 in Montreal at Sir George Williams University, now Concordia. At that reading, the second reader was Gwendolyn McEwen. Imagine hearing Phyllis Webb and Gwendolyn McEwen reading in person on the same night. McEwen would have been sitting in the audience listening to Webb read. Here is Webb reading Sweet One and Sweet Two from Naked Poems. Sweet One. Moving to establish distance between our houses. It seems I welcome you in. Your mouth blesses me all over. There is room. And here, and here, and here, and over, and over your mouth. Tonight, quietness in me and the room. I am enclosed by a thought, 
and some walls. The bruise. Again you have left your mark, or we have, skin shuddered secretly. Flies. Tonight in this room, two flies on the ceiling are making love quietly, or so it seems down here. Your blouse. I people this room with things, a chair, a lamp, a fly, two books by Mary Ann Moore. I have thrown my blouse on the floor. Was it only last night? You took with so much gentleness my dark, sweet too. While you were away, I held you like this in my mind. It is a good mind that can embody perfection with exactitude. The sun comes through plum curtains. I said, the sun is gold in your eyes. It isn't the sun, you said. On the floor, your blouse, the plum light falls more golden going down. Tonight, quietness in the room, we knew. Then you must go. I sat cross-legged on the bed. There is no room for self-pity, I said. I lied. In the gold-darkening light you dressed, I hid my face in my hair. The room that held you is still here. You brought me clarity, gift after gift I wear, poems naked in the sunlight on the floor. In that reading, we hear the space of the poem, and we feel the presence of that space. We see the sunbeam shining through the air. We see the blouse sitting on the floor of the room. We feel the air thick with arrows, between objects, between people, between the poet and subject. What would it be like to hear this in the room in 1966? This expression of female desire to be contained within the archives of this reading series. While you were away, I held you like this in my mind. We hear this holding, the quietness of each page. Quietness in the room, we knew. We hear the turning of the page, the room. The room that held you is still here. We are listening to Desire in the Making every time we press play on this recording, as though we were returning to the same room, the room of the poem, the room of the reading, the voice moving. 
You brought me clarity, gift after gift I wear, poems naked in the sunlight on the floor. The room that held you is still here. My name is Catherine McLeod, and this Shortcuts mini-sode was produced by myself, hosted by Hannah McGregor, and mixed and mastered by Judith Burr and Stacey Copeland. It was recorded in the city of Montreal, or what is known as Jojage in the language of the Ganagahaga Nation. Head to spokenweb.ca to find out more about the Spoken Web podcast, and tune in next month for another deep dive into the sounds of the Spoken Web archives. 